Hope those songs are okay. I always uh, pick those songs for Mamie. I know she likes those older songs like that, so I always I do those just for my grandmother. So if you don't like it, you take it up with her. But uh, uh, she does good, don't she? <laughs> but uh, um, uh, one thing, a couple of things I've got to. We did prayer requests. Uh, Verda Campbell should be praying for her and Richard and their family. They're still bad, a lot of sickness. I think that's why we've been having some low attendance at church, man. I tell you what, I, well, you just watch the news. You see, it's an epidemic. They don't even want you at the hospital right now. In fact, was it Brandy? Would you tell me said that every room is filled right now at the hospital? No, uh, we saw somebody. Saw somebody or something. Lisa told, Lisa White told us that. Yes, yeah, every room in the hospital is full. In fact, they were. So they, they're. I mean, so it's bad. So I think that's one of why our tends been down a little bit, but Virtus would be praying for her. And uh, of course, be praying for our troops. I know there's a lot of our, our local troops been sent out to Iraq uh, with the, the missing thing going on. So those are two two things I, I, I meant to uh, to pray about and for God. So I apologize. Yeah, I forgot to mention my sister Becky. She's got pneumonia. Who? Becky. Oh, Becky's got pneumonia. Good grief. I tell you what, it's bad. Well, there's two types of flu. Manson had uh, flu B. And um, it's not, now this is crazy. I looked it up, it said flu B. I didn't know, I thought flu was the flu. I didn't know there was two types. But it said that flu A is one that uh, you can catch real easy. People coughing or they touch something. It said that even animals can carry flu A. That blew my mind. I didn't know that. But now flu B, uh, you know, it's not good, but it's not as bad as that. So, uh, so it just, that's uh, crazy. Like I said, I didn't realize there was even, there was a difference. So. So uh, she's, I'm glad she's better. It always worries me when the kids get sick. I pray, Lord, just, I'd rather have to see them sick. It kills me. So Yes, Mr. Keller. Oh, I'm sorry. Donna Taylor. Her dad, yes. Donna's dad, yes, most definitely. Yeah, he's, yeah. Nah. He, he had to have surgery, didn't he? He did come up yesterday? Okay, good, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember, I forgot all about that, too. Uh, I feel bad about it. Yeah, he'd been to the hospital and had to have emergency surgery or something, didn't he? And, uh, uh, so, yeah, definitely praying uh, for her. So, uh, thank you, Fran. I, pray. I tell you, Fran is so diligent. She keeps up with everybody, and I tell you what, I, she is. She's a sweetheart. She's, she's a good lady. She really is. She really she keeps she she informs me because I praise God for her and others like her who because Dad and I we don't know you know if you if somebody don't tell us we don't know if somebody's in the hospital and then people get mad and say well you didn't come and tell see us and well, well did you tell anybody well no then how are we supposed to know you know <laughs> you know but but I praise God for Fran because she tells us hey you know uh, pray for this person that person and she really keeps track of people so thank you Fran I appreciate that. And she's a really good cornhole uh, player, too. So that's Brady's cornhole partner. But, uh, <laughs> and uh, pray for Rod Toss particularly. Uh, he, I know he messaged me and Dad, said that his shoulder had been hurting him really bad. Come to find out it was dislocated, and they had to pop it back into place. And so he, uh, he said really be praying. So let's put him behind a little bit more in his healing. And so bless his heart. So here all this holiday stuff. Here he had, well, he had like surgery, whatever, on that. And somehow got dislocated, and they didn't even know. So they put him behind on his therapy and everything. So he said, "Be praying for him too." So, 
poor guy, I tell you, it just uh, feels feel sorry for him. He sent that to us the other day. So, All right, uh, if you turn your Bibles to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, we're going to look closely at verses 3 through 7. And uh, you may, this tonight may kind of kind of look at it as a continuation of this morning's message uh, to an extent. Uh, and uh, when we dive into this a little bit, you'll kind of see where I'm going with it there. But uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. So give everybody just a second to turn there. Brandy and Norley subside Mamie try to steal her Bible. What's going on tonight? No, I thought I'd give her a break. Give her a break? <laughs> no. <laughs> or hoppy. Bring me a little hoppy. Sick Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 through 7. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be them. Can speak today that we may be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be comforted, it is for your consolation and salvation. And our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. All right, let's go ahead and have a quick word of prayer if we may. Dear the Father, again, we just come before you and praise your holy name. Lord, please just fill the sanctuary with your sweet Holy Spirit. Lord, lead us in this teaching this evening. Guide us and direct us. And Lord, let us learn from this. Let us glean from it. Let, it, uh, let us use this and let us apply it to our Christian walk to further growth. And Lord, let us be edified, equipped, and most importantly, let us glorify you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, you know, this morning, you know, I was talking about uh, negative thinking. And, uh, you know, it's easy uh, to get down, particularly, you know, uh, dealing with sickness, dealing with chronic pain. And uh, as you know, that's something I have to deal with a lot. And um, it's easy to get down. It's easy to have that, those negative thoughts of, you know, what is the point? Why am I here? What's going on? And, and, and it gets frustrating. And the devil will use that to attack you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, uh, as, as a Christian. And, uh, you, know, as, as you, think, you know, we think back through our past, our present, and, uh, you know, we think, well, you know, is there something I'm doing wrong? You know, you know, it's amazing that there's a lot of people at one point in time to think that uh, if you were sick or something happens because there was sin in your life, you know. And, uh, uh, in fact, we even joke about that. Me and Dad joke about that back and forth. We get sick. I said, well, there must be sin in your life. You know, that's why that's happening. But it's sad to know that there's people who really think that. That's why, you know. We're all sin-filled, you know. We live in a fallen world, and so we're going to have troubles and tribulations. That's why God's Word says clearly, in this world, you're going to have trouble, all right? You don't sugarcoat it. You're going to have trouble. So don't be surprised, you know. We see this, that we face tribulations. We face trials, and we shouldn't be surprised by these kind of things, that we're going to face it. And so that's why we've got to be careful not to fall in that line of negative thinking as I was talking about this morning, is that we are focusing outwardly to the things of Jesus Christ and not inwardly to the things that, um, uh, that, that are bringing us down, robbing us of our joy. So as a result, we need to make sure we're looking towards the God, the God of all comfort, all right? It's not just a God, he is the God, the living God. 
the one true God. That's who we look to for our comfort during trials and tribulations. And whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it's emotional, whether it's spiritual, that we are seeking God for our comfort. Now, and so we have to look at that, that he is the God of all comfort. And when we look at that, you know, we have to understand some things, all right? Uh, that, uh, you know, obviously we live in a fallen world and we're going to face troubles and tribulations like I was talking about. But, you know, you know, one thing that uh, we have to look at and understand that we face, uh, you know, we as, as human beings, okay, we talk about comfort. There's the one who gives it and there's one who receives it. Uh, as human beings, we're the only ones who can really understand what comfort is and how we can receive it because animals, they don't have no way to comprehend what God's spiritual comfort is. Uh, angels have no need of it because obviously they're, they're heavenly beings and Satan and his minions, there's no way they could ever possess anything like that because, well, they're wicked and evil. And uh, so it's only to us who are human beings could truly understand and appreciate the God of all comfort, who can touch our hearts and minds, who can indwell in us uh, the things of Jesus Christ, the same comforter that went to Moses. And we read in the Bible, you know, uh, we uh, as Christians uh, can be very guilt-filled. We're very aware of our convictions and our shortcomings. We're very aware of our past and our present and, and, the, and the things that we have done in our lives uh, that can, uh, it plagues our mind. But, all right, we have Jesus Christ, that we have God that, uh, that is not only our, our, the one who judges us, but he's also Jesus Christ, our Savior as well. And so, you know, even though, you know, we, we sometimes, like I was talking about this morning when it regards to negative thinking, it's easy to dwell on the past. And, you know, you look at Joshua, there's Joshua 7, where uh, Achan, you know, where they had uh, destroyed uh, the camp and he decided to, to keep some booty, if you will, you know, and, uh, uh, and, 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 and so, you know, God, you know, he come down on a big time. Well, you know, Joshua, he's like, you know, he rips his clothing, he falls to the ground and God's like, pick yourself up, you know, act like you got some sense. I mean, more or less, you know, of course I'm paraphrasing. And so, you know, because he was like, oh, no, you know, what happened? You know, I can't believe this happened. And that's easy for us to do. You know, we look at our past, we're like, Oh, I can't believe this happened. I wish I could go back in time and change this. And I, I'm telling you, there's so many times I wish I could go back in time. I wish I could hit a reset button and go back and change so many things. I wish I could go back and live more for Jesus Christ. And I've done so many stupid things. Now, of course, the one thing I wouldn't change is meeting Brandy. You know, I would make sure that that still stayed in play. And, uh, of course, I'd have to wait a little while because, you know, Brandy's a lot older than I am. So I have to, I'd have to wait till I got old enough to date her. But, no, I'm teasing. I'm, I'm seven years older than her. I like to give her a hard time. But she gets so tore all to pieces because of her me and dad do the devotions. People look at her and say, are you married to the old one or the young one? <laughs> she says, I'm married to the young one. <laughs> so, so she tears her nerves up. But uh, that's one thing I wouldn't change is being with Brandy. But it's easy to focus on that. But here's the thing, you know, uh, one thing that I, I spoke about uh, this morning is that, that parakletos, the comforter, uh, you know, and we look at that root word para alongside of, and, um, you know, it is uh, the, that um, uh, the Trinity, 
that uh, not only helps us, but it lives within us. It is that helper, that Holy Spirit that, that guides us, that is alongside of us, that encourages us, that comforts us in those times of trouble, in those times of, of distress. We know that God is there, and he's going to guide us and comfort us, that peace that surpasses all understandings. We are more than conquerors through him. See, that's what gets us through those things. You know, uh, you know, our, our past can try to bring us down. Our present can try to bring us down. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. All right? You know, when you have that, that confidence, see, that gives us that comfort. You know, just like I was talking about Philippians 4, 6, and 7. You know, not to be anxious for anything. That, you know, that peace of God surpasses all our state. We have these things that not only comforts us, but strengthens us. It helps us to, not, to encourage us, to help us to endure hardships and tough times. We have God's strength. All right? We have his strength. That helps us each and every day. You know, it's just not part-time. It's not every now and then. It's just not when we need it. It's every day that God is there to comfort us, to strengthen us, to encourage us, to endure us. You know, he doesn't leave us to our own. Like, oh, you get saved. Well, then just go on on your own. You know, that's it. You figure it out. It's not like that. We have God's word that, that helps us each and every day. Throughout God's word, it's costly. Talk about what? Winning and encouraging and enduring and persevering. God's word is there to help us through every situation that we are dealing with. And so, that, you know, so that's why it's imperative that we dive into God's word each and every day, that we look forward to diving into God's word each and every day because we have his promises. That's what gives us that comfort. That's what helps us to persevere. That's what helps us to keep pushing forward. You know, it's so easy. There are times, I don't know about some of you all, there's times when I feel like the old devil's got me by the throat and he just beating my head into the ground. That's what it feels like sometimes. You know, and, and you know, I know God's word says that um, uh, that you know He's not going to to um, uh, tempt us beyond what we are are, are capable, and uh, you know, and, and and you know, of course, you know, people say that uh, you know there is um, uh, you know He's going to put more on us than what we can handle, and but I tell you what, sometimes you're thinking, how much more can I take? You know, you know, it's kind of like that Murphy's law: don't ever ask, you know, what else can happen because I'm telling you right now, something else is going to happen. <laughs> so you know, don't 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 ask that. And, um, you know, and I get, you know, uh, dad's always uh, gave me a hard time because, uh, you know, if things don't go the way I like it to, I get torn all to pieces and stuff. And he, he calls me a big baby sometimes. But uh, the other day, I had one of those instances. And um, I got in the car and I went to start at nothing. And I tried it again. And Brandy got out there and tried to wiggle some wires. And I'm like, darn it. I told Brandy, I said, I told you. I told you. It's always something. I'm telling you every time it is something. And I thought, I'm gonna, maybe if I just turn the key over, it'll take it out and put it back in, it'll start or something. I went and reached for it to take it back out. And here I was whining and complaining. I had the wrong key in it. That's why it wouldn't start. And I looked up at Brandy and I said, what you did worked. I started laughing. She said, what is it? I said, oh, nothing. What is it? I said, I had the wrong key in it. She goes, you big dummy. I said, I, I know. So, you know, it's, you know, it's it's ten percent what happens to us. It's ninety percent how to react to something. You know, and so yeah, I feel I'll bet when I reached and felt that key, and I thought, oh man, I dread telling her what I did. You know, because I was throwing such a fit, and it was just something so simple, so stupid. You know, you can't tell me that God don't have a sense of humor. You know, he's probably laughing like he look at his turkey. You know, but so you know, but. When the devil gets us down like that, you know, and, and it's so easy, like I was talking about this morning, to have that self-defeating attitude. 
We have God's promises. We have God's word to comfort us and to help us. We are victorious. See, I, I think that's where the old devil wants to infiltrate our minds because he wants you to have that defeatist attitude so that you think that I'm just a loser, I can never win, everything's going wrong. That we have to remember we are more than conquerors through him. That makes us victorious with through Christ Jesus. But yet so many times we feel like such failures and we keep beating ourselves up when we just need to turn it over to God. And so it, you know, sometimes I have to stop myself and I start going down that, that stupid trail of nothing goes my way and everything's going wrong and no matter what I do, it's never good enough. And it's easy to start going down that path of self-pity. And that's when I have to turn myself around and say, you know what, this is stupid. God is good to me. You know, and uh, it's easy to drive by and you think, man, well, it must be nice to be rich and have this car or have this house. And, you know, and me and Brace talked about this the other day. And she's like, you know what? We are rich. You look at a lot of people who are living under bridges, who have nothing. Or, you know, and, you know, God has blessed us far more richly than we can ever hope for or imagine. You know, and, um, and so we need to quit being distracted. Like I was talking about this morning, quit being distracted by the temporal things of this world because all the big homes and all the fancy cars and all that's going to get burned up one day, you know? And it's not going to matter. It's not a matter of a hill of beans. So we've got to start working harder and focusing on the eternal, focusing on our relationship with Jesus Christ. And once we can start focusing outwardly on God instead of internally on our stupidity, then we can have God's comfort. We can have God's grace. We can have God's victory. We can have God's strength. We can understand those things of Christ Jesus. But the minute, see, that's one thing I pray every day. Lord, make me selfless, not selfish. Because it's easy. We are inherently selfish people. And it's easy to be self-centered. It's easy to be narcissistic. You know, that's one thing you don't ever read about in God's word about low self-esteem. You don't see that anywhere. The problem is we got we think too highly of ourselves. That is our problem. And so that's why we've got to be humble before God Almighty in all things, in all areas of our life. And it's not always easy to show that humility. But that's when we've got to get on our knees every day. See, when we get on our knees every day, we're showing who is in charge. We're showing who is in control. We're showing that God is the God of our lives. We come to church, we're showing what's important. So that's why it's imperative that we humble ourselves before God every day, understand his grace, understand his mercy. And we're going through those trials, we're going through those tribulations. We can understand the comfort and the peace of God. We have that paracletos. There's times when we are just, you know, I don't know about some of you all, but there's been times in my life when I just feel like, um, so down and out and uh just didn't think that uh you know i wasn't sure if there's gonna be it tomorrow or not but you know there's god right there that paracletos that comes that helper that comforter that strengthens you and encourage you and so you know it's just like i was, I was talking about doing the funeral of the night you know there's at times when you feel like you're alone so now you may feel like maybe god's abandoned you but that's when god's holding you and he's carrying you and he's strengthening you that's why we have to cling to God's comfort, his peace, and his joy. So that's what we read here, verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, and the God of all comfort. You know, you just, there's some verses that you, well, I mean, there's, there's tons of verses, not just this one, but there's a lot of verses that you could read that it's almost like, you know, 
It just, golly, I just, it feels so much better. You know, uh, some of y'all know and understand, you know, of course, I got a lot of health problems, and, and I've always had a lot of breathing problems, and, uh, and it stings, right? It's uh, just like uh, I saw a thing on Facebook the other day. He said, uh, I don't always vape, but when I do, it's albuterol, you know? And so, you know, there's, I do a lot of, a lot of vaping with albuterol, and uh, but there's nothing, you know, when I was a kid, and like I've told you, there was times when I could not breathe. And there was, I would just I'd tuck everything in me to crawl on my hands and knees. I knew if I just got to my dad and just shuck him, he'd get into the hospital. But when I got inside that oxygen tent, oh my gosh, that oxygen, that cool oxygen hit my lungs. Oh, that was just, man, it just, I can't describe that, that feeling. It's like that when you read some of these verses, you know? It's like, wow, you know, I needed that, God. Thank you, you know? I needed that, 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 that burst of, of fresh air. I needed your comfort. I needed your peace. I needed that. And, and, and so when I read these verses like it, it helps so much to be like, ah, thank you, Lord. You know, you are the God of all comfort. But then we read here verse four, who comforteth us in all our tribulation. All right, so we know he's there no matter what we're going through, that we be able to comfort them which are in trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. So we don't stop there. Remember what I was talking about in Thessalonians this morning, all right? And we was talking about in resolutions uh, that, um, that when we count ourselves worthy, all right, when we go to God in prayer and he counts ourselves worthy, that it produces a work of faith. And see, this is what happens. Not only does God comfort us, but it produces, again, what we see here in Thessalonians, we read this morning, it produces that work of faith. All right, so that we see here that we can comfort them which are in any trouble. So not only does God help us, but because he helps us, it instills in us to be able to help other people. See, that's why we, we go to the prisons and help those. You know, that's what we see in Matthew 25, talking about, you know, when, uh, that, you, that you helped me when, uh, or you, uh, I'm going to blank. Um, let's see if I can find it real quick. I know it's Matthew 25, uh, the verse I'm trying to think of here. Hold on a second. Matthew 25. Um, let's see here. Yes, 30, uh, Matthew 25, verse 35. For I was hungered, and you gave me meat. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. And I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. So we see that when we do these things, all right, that, uh, that we are doing that unto God. So that's why we go, you know, the church is very uh, proactive in going out into the community, going out to these prisons, whether it's Mount City, Carter County Work Camp, going to the uh, youth correctional facility in Florida or the adult prison of Florida, different places like that. Because by doing that, all right, we are showing the God of comfort to these individuals who are in need of a savior, who need God, need to understand his comfort, need to understand his strength. We do that unto God. That's why we do these things, all right? Because, that's what we were reading Thessalonians this morning, that, all right, counting ourselves worthy. Is that not awesome? Counting ourselves worthy. And that producing, let me spit here, why you producing a work of faith? So that we see here that when we, not only do we comfort us in our tribulation, we comfort those who are in trouble as well. And so that's what we have got to do, that when we see other people hurting, we see other people in trouble, that is God in us, that is reaching out to try to help those individuals. You know, the other day, I'm not trying to throw those on my shoulder or anything, but I don't stretch the imagination. But the other day, I was uh, walking into the bank and I saw an elderly lady by the curb there. And I started to just walk on by the bank, but it's like the Lord's like, you need to help her. 
And I was like, man, I'm in a hurry. And I was like, so I went over and I said, ma'am, are you okay? Do you need some help? And she acted very confused. And she said, I'm, I'm having trouble getting up over this curb here. So I, I held her by her arm and helped her get up on the curb. And, and I felt sorry for her. You can tell she, um, I don't know if she was starting to, uh, she, she kind of reminded me of somebody kind of having some dementia. She was just starting to, she just kind of confused. And she's talking about her son who had been murdered a few, several years ago. And, and I felt sorry for her. And I talked to her for a little while and helped her in there. And, you know, but it's not, it wasn't my doing, all right? If it was me, I'd have ignored it, just went on in the bank and left it, never thought nothing else about it. But see, that's God saying, uh, hold on a second. This person needs help. And so that's, see, that's just, see, that's that God of comfort. You know, not only has he helped me, but he instills us to help other people. And you need to be sensitive to that, all right? We get busy in our lives. We get busy running around doing this, that, and the other. You need to be sensitive to what's going on around you, all right? It's not, it's not comfortable when you see somebody crying, all right? We want to be like, uh, you know, but we've got to uh, be aware of that and be like, you know what? We need to find out what's going on here. We need to see why this person is crying. You know, I've, I've been in the stores before. And I'd see somebody crying, and I'd be like, uh, you okay? Do you need to talk, you know? And uh, so if you see somebody in the church, or if you're at the Walmart, and, or wherever you're at, uh, pray for God's discernment, uh, you know, because there's some people that are just crazy, you know? <laughs> but, but if there's somebody that you see that is uh, genuinely upset, uh, let that God of comfort be used through you to help comfort somebody else. Because in doing so, we're doing that in the Lord, as we're reading here in Matthew 25. And so, you know, and who knows, you know, we entertain angels unaware. Maybe it's a testing of our faith. We don't know that. And so maybe God's trying to say, hey, are you willing to have the spirit of Christ being seen in you and used by you? And so we need to be aware of that. And uh, so when I'm out and I, I look around, if I see somebody upset, if I'm driving, I'll be, there's been times I've been driving, I see somebody uh, crying or upset as I'm passing. I, I start praying right then, Lord, be with that person. I don't know what they're going through, what kind of news they might have just heard. Be with that person. Help them. So be aware of that. Be self-aware of that. You know, it's, like I said, it's easy to focus on ourselves. It's easy to focus on our situations. It's easy to focus on other things. Again, as I was talking about this morning, the devil's that master manipulator. He wants to get your focus on everything and anything but that of Jesus Christ. So we have to be self-aware and make sure our focus is where it needs to be and make sure we're, we are doing that. Now, uh, verse 5 says, For as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth by Christ. So as Christ took on the sin of the world, he took on the, the curse of man, he took on all those sufferings, all right? It is through him. That's why he understands our afflictions. He understands our pain. It's by his stripes that we are healed. It is it's through those things that Christ understands. Remember, Christ was tempted every way possible. Remember how Satan tried to tempt him? You know, he tried to do it. So it's not like God don't understand. It's not like Jesus don't understand what we're going through. That's why he can be that comforter. That's why he can help us alongside of us because he has suffered as well. And so that's why we can go to him like, God, you know, you know, and I think you know, a lot of people, they have um, uh, a hard time praying. They don't know what to pray. They don't know what to say. And, uh, and I can understand that. You know, there's, you know, I, I've told you before, uh, you know, even despite my education uh, and, 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 and being a pastor, I, I still, I'm a, I'm a nervous wreck when I pray, you know, because I'm not a big, you know, oratorical you know, kind of person, uh, you know, because you hear people pray and it's like, holy cow, you know, I mean, they can really pray, you know, 
But I feel like sometimes my, my prayers are pale in comparison. But then I remind myself, I ain't praying to you people. I'm praying to God. And if you don't like it, then, you know, I can't tell you. I don't know what to tell you, you know. But, you know, I just try to be sincere to God. And that's all I can do. But that's all you can do. You know, if you don't know how to pray, you know, God understands. But going back to, again, this morning, having that right relationship with Jesus Christ, it is a relationship. And that's why we have to communicate. So that's one, one problem with a lot of people and their relationships with other people. They have a failure of communication. And we need to have that open line of communication between us and God. And if you don't know how to pray, just sit down and just talk to him. That's all you got to do. Just talk to him. He understands. Again, he's there to comfort us and help us. When my kids come to me, all right, and they're, they're hurting and they're upset, that's what I want to do. I want to comfort them. I want to hear what, what's going on so I can try to help them uh, in what they're dealing with and going through. In fact, it's one thing I kind of worry about my daughter a little bit. She, she clams up. She don't like talking about personal stuff. She don't like talking about her pain. She don't like talking about certain things because it makes her uncomfortable. And she gets it from her mother. But um, it is, uh, <laughs> I'm teasing, I'm teasing. But it's just, um, but I think that's a lot of people in general, uh, they don't always want to open up even to God because they don't want to talk about those things that are, are too personal and it's uncomfortable and you don't want to think about it. You want to push it down and you don't want to, to bring that up because it's painful. But God wants to hear that, all right? He wants to hear that. He just wants you to talk to him. You know, there's not a, a set, to, uh, uh, you know, to say, okay, well, uh, step one, you have to do this. Step two, you have to do You know, you don't have to uh, guide, but just sit down and just talk to him. That's all you have to do. Say, God, here's what I'm going through. You know, obviously, uh, you want to praise him and thank him. You want to go before him in, in, in all humility. Uh, but just talk to him. And say, here's what I'm dealing with. Here's the, the battles I'm dealing with. Here's what I'm being tempted with. Here's what I'm fighting. You know, you know, and that's one thing, you know, I was talking about resolutions. One thing that I, I failed to mention this morning uh, when it comes to resolution is have some, an accountability partner. If there's some a really deep-rooted um, issue uh, that you are dealing with, you know, so like I said, you know, sometimes we have that, that circle of, of sin, forgiveness, sin, forgiveness, you know, we just kind of get trapped in that circle. We have an accountability partner uh, that helps us to stay on the right track. And uh, so, you know, that helps as well. But, you know, make sure you're just confessing those things to God. You're just talking to God. And after you uh, are seeking uh, God's will for a certain situation, that you're confessing those things to God, you're seeking God's, uh, that you're, you're, you're giving your all to Him, you're talking about these issues that you're, you're dealing with, shut up and clam up and just sit there for a minute in silence and let God talk to you. And that's one thing I try to do every day is God, just Jesus, just talk to me. Just let me hear that still, small voice. Let me hear you, you know. And just shut up for a few minutes and let him communicate with you. And that, you know, again, he understands those sufferings. Now, verse six, um, let's see here, where did I stop at? Yeah, verse six. Uh, it says, And whether we be afflicted, it is for your consolation and salvation, which is effectual in the enduring of the same sufferings which we also suffer, or whether we be confronted, it is your consolation and salvation. So, it's for the good of the saints. You know, uh, Paul, he had, he had suffered and went through so many afflictions. He went through so many. He was beaten and um, abused and uh, more than anybody else. And, uh, and he understood that. You know, he, he of all people understood the affl afflictions and pain and sufferings that we go through. 
And, um, and he, he did that for the good of the saints so that we would go out and tell other people about Jesus Christ. That we would go out and that we, that, that we were not alone in our afflictions. And, you know, I, as I've told you this before, I, I believe that as Christians, uh, we're going to see more and more afflictions and persecution as, as if, 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 if Jesus tarries in his return. We're going to see more and more of that. Uh, you, know, you know, you can't help but turn on the news and see uh, how Christians are treated like trash. I'll just be honest with you. You know, and then you got the Pope out there saying that uh, we're not even supposed to even go out and tell other people about God. It's just, it blows my mind, you know. Uh, how, you know, if you come out as gay, you're celebrated. You come out as a Christian, you're booed. I mean, you know, I know God's Word said that uh, there'll be a time when evil is considered good and good and evil, but... Get grief. Ah, man, we're definitely seeing that in a major way. So Paul understood those afflictions. He understood those things that uh, we may have to face, we have to deal with spiritually, mentally, emotionally. And so it is our duty to go out and spread that gospel. It's our, uh, we are commanded to go out and tell other people about Jesus Christ. I, the Pope, I'll be honest with you, I think he's evil. I mean, he's coming up with some really evil, contradictory things uh, in regards to God's word. And uh, so I don't care what the Pope says. I don't care what Rick Warren says. I don't care what anybody says. All right? I don't care if, uh, if uh, Franklin Graham comes out and says something. If it's contrary to the Word of God, we, can, you know, we have to abide by God's Word. This is, what, this, is, this is what we test all things by. This is what we have to go by. And, and we have to not cower away when it comes to spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is imperative that we get out there and spread God's word and tell others what Christ has to offer that free gift of grace. Verse seven, and our hope of you is steadfast, knowing that as ye are partakers of the sufferings, so shall ye be also of the consolation. So yes, we're going to be, uh, may endure suffering. See, while we're on this side of heaven, all right, we're going, as you know, we're going to endure suffering. We're going to endure pain. We're going to endure uh, loss. We're going to endure all these things because we live in a fallen world. We live in a wicked world. And with that will come these things that we have to deal with. It, it, it may not be fair. We may not like it. But, but again, going back uh, to this morning, we have that future hope of the glory of Jesus Christ, where there will be no more tears, there will be no more suffering, there will be no more need for comfort, okay? Because we'll be living in a perfect world. We'll be living in eternally with Jesus Christ for those who are saved, all right? And it just, you know, I wanna emphasize that. For those who are saved, you get to partake of that. There's too many people, and I see it all the time on here, on social media, that, you know, hey, if you do good, you're going to get into heaven. That does not work that way, all right? You all, every one of you in here may understand that and realize that, but there may be people watching on here, watching on there, that think that, hey, I've done good things, I have uh, given to charities, and uh, so if I die, then uh, surely to goodness God's going to let me into heaven. No! Unless you have confessed with your mouth, all right, you've repented of your sins and accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, that is the only way you are getting into heaven. That is it. I don't care what culture you're in, what religion you want to follow. The only way 
And Jesus said it clearly. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. Okay? That is the only way we're getting into heaven. So, don't let these present sufferings get you down. Don't let the present sufferings uh, to, to pull you away from that future hope and glory. If you are saved, if you have confessed, if you accepted Jesus Christ, your personal Lord and Savior, we have that hope and that we know, just like I was doing the funeral the other night, that we know somebody is saved. We know we get to see those people again. That gives us that hope. That gives us that comfort to, in, in spite of pain and loss that I get to see those people again. I get to see my Papa Leo. I get to see my Papa Bruce. I get to see my friend Lance. I get to see all those who went before me. I get to see these individuals again. And I look forward to that, you know. But ultimately, I get to see Jesus, you know. I just, oh my gosh. You know, here, you know, Jesus talked to Daddy Tom. He said, blessed are those who have not seen yet believed. You know, sometimes it's hard to keep the faith because we haven't seen but we have that faith. That's just it. We have that faith that only comes from God above. And one day, you know, I keep helping think about that picture of the woman that's crying, that's hugging Jesus. Could you imagine, man? We get to finally see Jesus. So let God's comfort, let his peace fulfill you and sustain you. Don't get bogged down by the things of this world. And it's hard. It's, it is, it don't, don't think I don't take it lightly. I'm trying to minimize your pain or sorrow or suffering that you're dealing with. I'm not trying to minimize that whatsoever. You know, what, what may be great to some people may not be that big a deal to other people. But that doesn't, may, doesn't mean that that's not a big deal to you. And um, uh, it's okay to cry. It's okay to be, get upset. It's okay to ask, you know, why God? Why is this happening to me? It's okay to ask that. You're questioning his authority. You're, you're asking, you know, you know, is there a reason why? Is there, is there some way this could be used for your glory? You know, help me to bring understanding. You know, that's one thing I was talking about this morning is that if we ask for wisdom, God will give it to us liberally. So, you know, ask for wisdom, ask for discernment. If you're going through suffering, if you're going through pain, if you're going through these certain situations, ask God, you know, uh, give me discernment uh, as to why. And sometimes there may not even be a reason. It might just be because we are in a fallen world. You know, there, not every situation is, is, is there's a reason behind it. But don't lose sight. All right. You know, it was it the, the you know, you only live so many days without water. You only live so many days without food, but you only live like so many seconds without hope. Don't lose hope. Don't lose hope in that future glory of Jesus Christ. Let that paracletos, that comforter, all right, be just that to comfort you, to guide you, to strengthen you, to get you through those situations. You know, when I, when I was praying about uh, this evening on what, uh, what, to, to, uh, what scripture to expound on, uh, I come to this and I thought, you know what, I think that is um, something I think we all need to be reminded of is that the God of all comfort, all right, in the verse three, that the, he is the God of all comfort, the Father of mercies, he is there. He is merciful and he shines his grace upon us. You are forgiven, you are loved, you are victorious. So let his comfort fulfill you and let your joy be full, all right? You will stand, we will close in prayer. Thank you all for coming this evening. Appreciate each and every one of you. Let's close in prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Lord, thank you for uh, all that you do for us. Lord, thank you for your strength, your encouragement, your endurance. Lord, uh, thank you uh, for all that you do. And uh, Lord, let us understand that we are victorious and that if you are for us, who could be against us? Lord, for someone watching this evening that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, 
Forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Keep us safe and well till we meet again. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hope you all have a great week, and hopefully we'll see you Wednesday at 7.